Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Go from dragging yourself to work each day to finding a job you love. The Career Spring program is for high achieving and ambitious mid level professionals like you who are looking for a job that uses your zone of genius, recognizes your value, and pays you what you're worth. If you're ready to learn more, schedule a complimentary consult using the link to my calendar in the show notes. Be sure to follow me on Exclusive Career Coaching on Facebook, Lisa Edwards on LinkedIn, and Lisa.Edwards on Instagram. Greetings, folks. How is it going? How are you doing? So a couple weeks ago, I did an episode on questions that you could ask your boss to get at the information that you need to learn how to support them, to learn how to really be the superstar that you are. And today we're going to talk about how to have successful one-on-ones with your boss. So some of the content from episode 169 is really applicable here, but we're just going to go deeper than we did in that episode in terms of those one-on-ones. Again, this this, uh, episode is also leaning heavily on an article from getlighthouse.com blog, and it's called Seven Essential Tips for Effective One-on-One Meetings with Your Manager. So in a perfect world, your one-on-ones should be something that you schedule regularly. Your boss makes it a priority. You actually look forward to them. This does not always happen. Done well, effective meetings are an opportunity for you to receive feedback and also to give your boss feedback if he or she is open to that and wants that. Certainly to receive coaching, to build that relationship with your boss, and also to set goals. So the ultimate responsibility for making one-on-ones great really falls with your boss. You can't do it without without him or her. There are things that you can do to improve your one-on-ones. I think it's important to remember that most managers really do care about their people. And it's not that they are evil in most cases. It's that they're unaware and overwhelmed. If you truly believe that your boss doesn't care enough about you to have one-on-ones, then it's time to look for another job. But let's, let's, for the, for the purposes of this episode, let's assume that this is an overwhelmed or unaware boss that we need to help along to help us be great. So here are the tips to improve the quality of your number one, of your one-on-one meetings. Number one, don't let them cancel. So it's up to you to ask to reschedule. And typically this is, you know, there's a difference between, you know, I've got a sick kid at home, you know, it's a one thing, a one-time deal versus a pattern that you start to see. I think it's also important to look at, is the boss canceling these meetings with everyone or just me? The problem is that it's very hard for you to get into a good rhythm and do your best possible job if months or weeks go by where you don't have that dedicated time to talk to your boss. It can also cause a backup of issues that can kind of fester if they don't get discussed. So I recommend that you, if you find a pattern of cancellation with your boss, address the reasons for the cancellations directly. Make sure your boss understands how important this is to you and how much help you need and how how beneficial that help is. 
you might say something to him like, I understand you have some something pressing and these meetings are important to me. When can we reschedule for? So you're kind of catching him right then to say, let's reschedule this. You're recognizing that something has come up. Notice the use of the word and. I understand you have something pressing and these meetings are important to me. Remember, but cancels out everything in the sentence before it. So if you say but there, then basically you are negating this something pressing that they have. So I understand you have something pressing and these meetings are important to me. When can we reschedule? You might even want to pull up your calendar right then and there and get it on your calendar. You might want to suggest some times to them in an email. Depends on how they notify you of the cancellation. But the idea is don't let this go for two weeks or a month before you get it rescheduled. So that's number one, is don't let them cancel. Number two is avoid status updates. The best use of your one-on-ones is not to talk about what you're doing, but if your boss feels out of the loop with you, that's probably what he's gonna focus on. It's also a really safe topic and it can help you to avoid the tough, sometimes uncomfortable conversations that you really need to have. So we don't wanna go there. Instead, I recommend giving your status updates outside of your one-on-one meetings. And here are some options. So you can send an email, right? So you want to communicate with your boss ahead of time. Which of these do you prefer? What format do you prefer? What frequency do you prefer? Make sure that you're on the same page about those things. So email updates. You could do stand-up meetings. You could suggest to your boss that 8 o'clock every morning is a 10-minute stand-up meeting. I know a lot of companies that do this. The idea is we just do brief daily team meetings for little bite-sized updates. And then finally, what about tools like I Done This, Slack, Stand-Up Jack? Those are all organization tools. Your employer might have his own organizational tool for, for this kind of thing. So that's number two. Avoid making your one-on-one nothing more than a status update. Do that outside of the meeting. Number three, bring the things you want to talk about. It's up to you. This is your meeting. And while your boss may have some things he wants to go over with you, it's really up to you to bring the topics to make the meeting the most productive that can be. You being prepared is not only going to meet the, make the meeting more productive, it's going to avoid the dread that you might feel from having nothing to talk about. Or your boss, if that happens very often, your boss is going to think that these meetings aren't value, valuable to you because you're not bringing anything to the table to talk about. So that's number three, bring the things you want to talk about. Number four, make an agenda for the meeting. As you go through your week, just jot down things you want to discuss as they come up. Keep a notepad by the bed or by the sofa so that even when you're at home, if you're going into the office now, when you're at home, you can make these notes. And then you're going to have a healthy list. And one of the things you want to find out from your boss is, do you want that list ahead of time? If Would it be useful if I gave it to you the morning of our meeting? Or do you want it 24 hours in advance? Whatever it is, do what they ask. Here are some possible topics for those meetings. Your career and growth goals. You don't want to assume that your manager knows your career aspirations. You want to bring them up. You want to discuss them. And you don't want to just do it one time. A, because people forget. But B, your career goals are going to morph as time goes on. Um, they're going to they're going to mature in some cases. They're going to change. And you want to keep him current on that. Also, team improvement ideas. What ideas do you have to make the team work better? Self-improvement needs. So do you need coaching? What do you need feedback on? What do you need help with? You want to be specific. Vague requests lead to vague results. 
So be very specific about any self-improvement needs that you have. Maybe you have a certification that you want to take or a course that you want to take. Also interpersonal issues. So is there something going on with a coworker that needs to be mediated or do you need to be coached through the difficulties? And then personal topics. So when it's appropriate, your boss may need to know about a family death or a serious illness in your family. They may want to know about particular stressors at home. And you have to decide based on, you know, the company culture, your relationship with your boss, where is that line of what you want to talk about and what you don't want to talk about. But what that can do is open the door for reasonable accommodations down the road. So if they know that you're, you have a family member who has received a cancer diagnosis and you know is going to be going through chemotherapy, then if you ask for some time off down the road to be with that family member, it won't be a complete shock. So that's number four, have an agenda. Number five, encourage your manager to take notes. And this one's interesting. Um, you know, you could say something like, this is important to me. If you want to take a minute and write this down, we can pause for a moment. Really depends on your relationship with your boss. And as I was reading that one, I thought, well, that sounds kind of pushy. But again, it depends on that relationship. But as an alternative, you could offer to take notes during the meeting that you could then type up and disseminate to your boss. And that may give them the hint that you want this written down and they may take it over. But at a minimum, you are at least recording your conversation and having a, uh, you know, having a, a documentation of it. You could also reinforce your boss's notes taking with a comment, like if he's starting to write something down, thank you so much for writing that down. It's very important to me. The more they take notes on the most important part of your one-on-one -on -one meetings, then the more valuable those meetings will become for both of you. They're going to be more prepared because they took notes. They can maybe review them before you meet again. You're going to trust that you'll be able to build on what happened at the last meeting, that there's going to be forward momentum and not stagnation. So that's number five. Invite them, encourage them to take notes. Number six, make it actionable, right? So this is not a session to just go in and talk about what's wrong or even present solutions. It's time to take action. You want to be careful because a, a really good one-on-one -on -one can feel like a pressure release valve has been lifted, right? So steam is coming out, you feel relieved. But that's not going to last for very long if you find that every time you go back to the meeting, you're talking about the same thing over and over again. So you want to close the meeting by talking about specific action steps for next time. It could be something like, what do you think we can both do for next time based on what we talked about? And if you present it as a question like that, your manager is going to feel part of the solution. It's going to make him or her more likely to do whatever it is that has been agreed upon. So what you're essentially doing here is creating a social contract. You're saying, hey, I'm going to deliver on my items. I'm expecting and asking that you do the same. And all we need is like two minutes at the end of the meeting so that those next steps can happen. And everybody is very clear on what's next. So that's number six, make it actionable. Number seven, think about your manager's viewpoint. Depending on what's going on in your company, your boss may not be getting the support that, that they need and they may have really good intentions, but really be overwhelmed. So you want to ask your boss how you can help and support him. Here's a few things that you can do to kind of better manage up here and make the work life easier for the boss. So number one, you could be kind of in the loop. So find out what they feel out of the loop about related to your work and then create a way to keep them 
updated. So negotiate. How do you want me to keep you updated? How do you want those regular status updates so that you know what's going on with this project or with my workload in general, whatever it may be? Next is to take the lead. So is there a project that your boss is responsible for and you could take a piece of it away? This is going to allow you to develop your leadership skills, but also your boss is going to be indebted to you for taking over that responsibility. And then finally, learning their styles. So you want to adapt your deliverables to fit your boss's style and preferences. So does he want a summary page? Does he want a certain template when you're doing a certain thing? What's the timing that he wants for a project or for feedback or anything like that? So just knowing what their style and their style preferences are is really going to help in that. That's the final one, to learn your manager's point of view. So these are seven tips for really improving those one-on-ones with your boss. Hopefully, at least some of you are having one-on-ones now. For those of you that are still looking for a job, this is important stuff that you're going to need in very short order, I I hope for you. And uh, I'll see you next week. Take care. You've been listening to The Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.